Hi everybody, hope you all are having a good Tuesday. Tuesday, right? I think it's Tuesday. Yes. What's up everybody? So we're going to talk about um, the family Chantel, the final chapter, episode two that aired last night after the other way. So we're a day late, but we would have been on really, really late if we did it yesterday. So we try to give everybody a time to sleep at night. Hello. K.R. What is that? K. Rhodes, Judith, Amy, Dee Dee, Scott. Hello, everybody. Scott, what's going on with you? I heard that you and Sandra aren't together. We're going to have to talk about that at some point. Um, Dee Dee, join. Hey, Jess. Dee Dee, where you at? You were here and now you're not. Judith, hello. Well, there's Kara. I don't know where Didi's at. Hello. Hey. Oh, there you are. Hey. I was like, where'd you go? Um, oh, hi. My phone's acting crazy. Hi. Hey. How, How is everyone? Oh, trying to stay warm. It's freaking cold up here. It's cold here, too, and rainy. Oh, it's not cold or raining. Well, no, you know what? It did rain a little bit today, but it's not cold. It's not whatever, cold. George. It's in the low. It's in the low forties here. Oh, it was like eighty today. I got, so I got thirty-nine today. The highest I got here was um fifty-nine today. We had a high of forty-three, thirty-nine now, and raining. That's that's <laughs> horrible. I'm sorry, guys. I I'm <laughs> so that's horrible. I don't know how any other way to say that. So. Episode two of the family Chantel. Um, we got a little bit of Lydia. We got an um, update on what was going on with Scott. And Chantel ended up moving back in with her parents, of course, which is crazy to me. Um, how do you guys feel about her moving back in with her parents and not getting an apartment? Because we know that she can afford an apartment. So how do you guys feel about that? Do you feel like it was strategic? She wanted to move back in with her parents because they were going to be filming the show and it would be more drama? Or do you feel like she wanted to live with her parents because she's broken over the divorce? Because I was like, what is it? You know she has the money, right? Right. Even outside of the show, she makes really good money. So I was like, why would you want to move? Like, if I had the option of moving out of this house where I live now and I could go into an, an apartment or in my mom's house, my mom's house isn't even an option for me. I just can't live under the same roof with my mom. Well, I mean, I think I think it's good for her to, you know, be there with with her parents because I mean, she really she really loves Pedro and she's you know, she's really down. She don't I don't think she needs at that time I don't think she needed to be by herself. But Winter was living with her, so that means both her and Winter moved back in with the parents. Yeah. Yeah. Winter was living with her in the house for like nine months. Yeah. And then they had to sell the house, which was beyond her control. That's how divorce works. They had to sell the house. So um, they're going to move back in with her mom. I don't know. It was the whole situation for me was a lot. Like my mom is very, very, hey, Portuguese princess. My mom is very controlling. So I can't live under the same roof. It's not Mom Karen is you too. She's, you don't think Karen is? She controls. Well, yeah. And my mom is like very, 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 very religious. And she's still a part of the religious cult that I grew up in. So everything that i'm ever doing is wrong so it's just it would just it would take everything in me like honestly i would live in my car before i live with my mom like i'm just being really honest i love her she's amazing she gave me life but we cannot share the same roof like we just can't so when i saw her do that i was like damn this is serious she's like back in with her mom and even she said her because you know her mom is in everybody's business she doesn't let anybody do anything without spying on them she even went to a a private investigator. Okay, so I want to I want to ask this question. What does getting a private investigator do on Pedro now that he already has his green card? Nope. Is it uh, is it a retroactive to prove a point are, that she was right the whole time? They already did it once. She already got a private investigator when he first got here. Right. Right. But my question is is it retroactive? Like if they were to find something, can they go back and say that the Yeah, because was they're still responsible for him. For at least another three years. Yeah. So if they can prove that he was scamming, that he That's he was in the relationship under false um, how you say it? False false, false pretenses. pretenses. But that's yeah. right. False pretenses. 
then they can get his papers taken away from him. So it is retroactive. I didn't even think of that, honestly. That's such a good point, Dee Dee. I was thinking that they were just proving a point, but you're right. They are responsible for him for another three years. So maybe because they were together for seven years. Yeah, so whenever you sign, whenever you sign paperwork, you're responsible for them, whether you're together or not, you're responsible for them for 10 years. Yeah. So how true. did, um, how did Chantel have make enough money at the time to sponsor him? Or do you think the parents are the sponsors? More, I think more than likely they probably because when they when she met him, she was in school. Yeah, yeah. she wasn't a yeah. nurse yet. You have to make a certain amount. So I'm assuming Karen's interest in finding out what's going on with him has to do with her being probably the sponsor. Her and Thomas are on the hook for him, and you know Pedro. Pedro has no issue costing them a bunch of money. Like he does, he looks at it as that's your problem. Yeah. You know, oh well, deal with it. He doesn't really feel strongly about it either way he just wants them to leave him alone and i was like it's really weird how he's super nervous about them investigating him and them looking into his life because i was like if you didn't do anything wrong like if this was not a scam y'all were in love and then you woke up one day and you weren't in love what are you nervous about yeah like that's what he keeps saying he's afraid they're gonna try to deport him but i i was like how how are they gonna how can they do that but I didn't even, Didi is so spot on. I didn't even think of that. But that makes so much sense. Because he knows that if they, um, if they can prove that he was in it for false pretenses, that they will rip him of his green card and they'll deport him. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I thought once he got here and he got his green card, he was good to go. Mm -mm. It don't work like that. So that's why he's super nervous because he's like i was scared to leave the country and go visit my family i was scared to do anything because i'm afraid of what they might do or find yeah. right because he's like i'm scared they're gonna look for something possible and i was like well if you were doing something shady it's there to find yeah but if you swear you know you swear nothing shady happened y'all just don't love each other anymore you don't have to be nervous right he's acting super guilty like he's like i don't know what karen is trying to do and they've been trying to ruin my life and they're trying to find things on me and like the only way people can find things on you is if there's things to find. So you can't make anyone nervous who's innocent because they didn't do anything wrong. He's acting very guilty to me. Yeah. I mean, we well, all oh. know that it was it was it was planned and by listening to what Lydia said, her now all of a sudden wanting to learn English because now she wants to marry an American man. That's her. That's always been her dream is to marry an American man. She just told on 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 herself. She yeah. just told on all of them. But that's what they want. Let's go back though. It was never Lydia's dream to marry an American man because she actually discouraged her son and daughter from marrying Americans. No, she, if I remember correctly, that's right. she said what she said she, last night. I remember her saying stupid Americans with mental problems. That's how she described Americans. So now that she's looking to marry an American, it's just really convenient for me. But I was like, you she was also on that dating dating site trying to hook up with Karen's brother. So she's yeah. been looking for looking for an American all along. But this also says that Chantel was uh she's fully responsible for him. Chantel is? Yeah, for 10 years. So there's three more years to go. And Unless oh, and I can prove that, he's in it, that he was in it. Um, well, fortunately, the says that if they prove it's fraud, he would get charged with like a crime. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, yeah, he'll get charged. But um, I mean, there's there, they don't tell how much fine he would get. He'll be looking at prison time. And he'll be ripped of his um, green card and be banned from the United States. Yeah, he would. Yeah, you're right. He'd be banned from even visiting if they could prove it. But how easy? How easy is it to prove fraud in these type of cases? Is it easy? Is it hard? Is it common to prove it? Like, because it's been seven years. You gotta have a good lawyer to prove it. Well, we know that they're gonna have a good lawyer, but they're also hiring this private investigator. So if he does find something then i mean that just seems like they got it in the bag all right so i have another question 
what constitutes fraud? Because just him cheating on her wouldn't mean that the marriage was fraudulent because lots of American men cheat on their American wives. That doesn't mean that it's a fraudulent marriage. It just means that he's a piece of crap. So like what if constitutes find, fraud? If they can find like a text message or a voicemail or anything like that between him and his mom or something he even said in the show, some they can subpoena TLC to have footage that wasn't aired. If they can get anything where he's saying, where he's caught off guard saying something he shouldn't, they can absolutely use that. Hmm. George, then it would. You know, you know, the cameras can be a thousand feet from you. They still gonna pick up what you yep. say, yep. even well, if you. You're mic'd up. I didn't realize. Oh, this is funny because I remember I was filming something and I was mic'd up, and we were in a house. Um, and we weren't filming anything. The cameras weren't rolling. Nobody was in the room with me. I was talking to other people and I started talking crap about one of the cameramen or whatever. And he knocked on the door and he's like, well, if I was bothering you that much. And I was like, whoa. He's like, yeah, you're mic'd up. I can hear everything you're saying. And I was like, holy crap. And he was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. You didn't know. He's like, but I'm just letting you know. If I bother you, let me know. I was like, well, now I feel like crap because I'm talking crap about you. And he's like, yeah, yeah you literally were talking crap to me in my ear. He's like, I can hear everything. He's like the whole conversation. So you're right, Didi, there's no privacy. When you're on a set, everything is mic'd up. Everyone's, it's recording and all of that footage is somewhere. So it's, and you know, it is easy to be caught off guard because I was caught off I thought we were in the back room. We were talking, it was just between us. I'm talking crap, you know, cause I was like, oh, this guy, he gets all in my face. It's hard for me to concentrate. The camera's like right in my eyes. I'm like talking all this crap. And I was like, so it's very possible that he said something, but would TLC have to give up that footage or information? Yeah, it's yeah, like court yeah. ordered. Yeah, if they if they get subpoenaed, if the judge signs off that they gotta um give that give it up, then yeah. And you remember, Cara, Cara, you remember because you even brought it. Um, you even showed us um the thing the other day um last week where he was telling his mom that she um he's how do you say it that she signed the the paperwork or something to give us yeah. a new deal she wrote yeah. us a counter offer for us to settle yeah she did say yeah but i don't know i don't That's know so because remember remember um danielle tried to prove muhammad was um fraudulent and we all know he was like let's just be real muhammad right. most definitely but, fraudulently but married on him was he didn't want to have sex with her but also so danielle was through the whole thing she was talking about how much she was struggling to pay her bills how much she was struggling to keep the lights on how much she was struggling for everything so there's no way she could afford an attorney and a private investigator yeah. and all the yeah. shit to prove she just she lost out yeah she yeah you're right all she could do was try to get the annulment yeah that was the only thing and then they still wouldn't give her i don't think they would give her the annulment they still put it through as a she couldn't person. prove that she couldn't prove it yeah and then the only thing that she kept talking about was because he wouldn't be intimate with her yeah. i mean like well, she said cheating but well, every, yeah. i mean I know cheating, american cheat. right cheating can't constitute fraud because you know not like look oh what is the percentage now 64 percent of marriages in the u.s end in divorce and I think like 48% are due to infidelity. Right. So that you can't prove fraud just by cheating because it's, it's almost more common than- Cheaters are everywhere. Right. It's, Worldwide. <laughs> that's why I was like, it's gotta be hard to prove if he was careful. But yeah. oh, someone said that they can subpoena um, cell phone records with proper documentation. Mm -hmm. So if they go about filing the right paperwork and get the right um, approval to, to subpoena records, maybe they could get some text messages because you know him and his mom has been talking this whole time him and his sister have been talking this whole time you know that they've been plotting things yeah you know that their plans have been you know discussed so i i don't know do you guys want him to get deported yeah. like how do you feel do you feel yeah. like he be able to stay so yeah him to leave? I, yeah he does a hundred percent he needs to i mean i do feel like he used um Chantel and she he actually used her entire family yeah because people were talking about it on Twitter last night they were like Nicole Lydia 
and Pedro use the entire family and they're still using them. Even during the divorce, they're still on a TV show with their family name using yeah. them. And it's kind of insane how they talk so much crap. They call them names. They're so disrespectful. And, and I think Chantel said it in the preview for next week. She's like, y'all should be saying thank you to me. Yep. You should apologize to me and say thank you for all of the things that I've done. She's like, I changed your life. And I think in this situation, because, you know, I don't like it when people say that. Like, I don't like it when people act like they're giving out better lives like they're Oprah. But she really Thanks. did take Pedro from the DR and put him in an amazing situation. And yep. he can't say that he built it all on his own because he didn't. He did use he's, a lot of her help. He's done nothing for her. Nothing. He didn't. He he came here. He got a car. He got a house. He got a good job. He had a gorgeous wife. Like he had. It, it was all handed to him. He got his uh, citizenship. All that shit. He you know. He she gave him everything. What did he give her? Nothing. PTSD. Mm. Bullshit drama with his family. I guarantee if Scott would have watched all of the family Chantel and 90 Day Fiance before he went on, he would have never met Lydia. He would have steered so Oh, clear. yeah. He said before he went in that very blindly. Yeah. He had never watched the show. And then he said after he filmed it, is or the Love in Paradise is when he started to watch the family Chantel the past seasons. He went in it very blindly. He didn't know who she was at all. And even being... You know, she's not the nicest person. Even like going in blindly meeting her, you're not gonna get like, ooh, this is a really nice, kind, caring person. You know, like right. even going blind, she doesn't give those vibes. Not at all. And I think that Scott Scott should have picked up on it. And, and let's let's talk about the fact that Scott is reaching back out to her. Um, you know, this is old news, you know, because he's he was in a relationship and he ended that relationship after that. So this is old news, but we're still gonna talk about the fact that he reached back out to Lydia and wanted to give it another chance with her because you know did he, not learn, did he not learn his lesson the first time well I was, go <laughs> what do you think his intentions were reaching out to, to lydia was it to get know. back on the show these shows are semi-predictable for the most part i did not see that coming at all i cannot believe i don't know why i'm surprised Look, though honestly again. he reached out back to her for the second time trying to apologize when he mm -hmm. was there, when he was on love and paradise but then that was it cut and dry i don't know if i'm more shocked that he went back for seconds or that <laughs> right. that she let him yeah yeah i know right so we're on the same page i couldn't decide if i was more shocked that scott wanted back in or if i was more surprised that lydia was letting him come back yeah. I think both both sides were really weird to me because I was like, first of all, Scott knows this isn't where to be. Like yeah. between Nicole and Pedro alone, steer clear. Like not even getting into the fact that Lydia is Lydia. Between Pedro and Nicole alone, you just steer clear of the whole situation. Right. So when I heard that he wanted to go back and try to make it work, and I was like, ew, why though? Like yeah. nothing happened. When you were there, there was no actual connection. There was no communication. But she is learning English now with her newfound goal of marrying an American man. Um, she is learning English, which I think is very, very, like she said, it's a universal language. It's, it's, it's a skill that you won't not need in life. I don't care where you live in the whole world. If you can be bilingual with a language in English, it's the skill you're always going to be able to, to prosper with. So good for her for doing that, but her intentions of marrying a good man. Oh, I have to discuss her reasons for wanting to marry an American. She said that they are known to be faithful, <laughs> good husbands, and help with chores. Can somebody explain to me where she got that information? Because this is America where all, almost, I don't want to say all, almost all men cheat. A lot of men lie. They don't clean anything. And like, where did she get her information from? I was like, so you're going to come all the way to America because you think that we're more faithful over here? when 60% of our marriages end in divorce and like almost all of those are from infidelity. Like where is her information coming from? A Cracker Jack box? Yes. She obviously Googled how to trap an American man and <laughs> rob him. <laughs> exactly. Cause I was like, you don't want no good man. You want a man who can give you money, 
a green card and a better life. Like, just be real. I like honesty, right? I like honesty. Scott can do those things, yeah. right? So I was like, she's like, oh, well, let's just talk to Scott. I want to talk to him in person and see and I see how we feel. Feelings about, I have mixed feelings about Scott. I have mixed feelings about Lydia. And I have mixed feelings about why they're giving each other a second chance. So I'm going to let it cook in my head a little bit before I respond, okay? I, well, yeah, we don't have any, I have no mixed feelings about Lydia or Nicole. My feelings are they're horrible people. I can't stand them. They deserve all of the karma that comes to them. I hope the world takes a big shit on both of their heads. That's what well, Of course. I'm talking about mixed feelings as in their motive. That's Oh, yeah. What I'm talking I, about. I question Evil, um, Lydia and um, Nicole's motives, and I always have. I always have, and, you know, I think Karen, it's funny because we all were like, oh, my gosh, Karen is so extra. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's been telling us what was going on since, I don't know, seven and a half years ago, whenever this started. Karen's been on to it the whole time. She yeah. was like, this is swanky-panky. This man is going to, they, they pair you up. You go over there on vacation, and all of a sudden, you meet a man who's super interested in you, who wants to marry you. Like, it's it's so, and it's the same thing that happened with Johan and Danielle. She happened to be in the DR. She happened to meet a man that wants to marry. Like, it's so predictable. And Kira but knew what, it from the beginning. What man wouldn't be attracted to Chantel? Oh, well, I don't think Chantel specifically made it any more difficult than it had to right, be. Right. I think, you know, because Johan had to compromise a little bit. Danielle was much Johan older. Had to compromise right. So much. Right. Like Danielle was much older. Um, she um there's a lot of issues with Danielle. I don't know if you have enough time tonight to go through all of those. But he no. had to he had to um oh Karen, Miss Karen is Chantel's mom. But yeah, we don't have all the time to go through that. But I think that in this situation, I think I know that Chantel started teaching Pedro English. That was how they met. And we never found out who linked them together. His mom. And yeah, I know it's her, but I don't know why they won't just come out and say it. Because I know that's who, how else would it Maybe work? Maybe Sugar Mama out, like Gino and um, Jasmine? I don't think Chantel will be on the Sugar Not Mama app, though. I Chantel, I'm talking about Danielle. Danielle. Oh, yeah. But you know what's funny? She never to this day believed that she was a sugar mama. Everybody can see it but her. Because she's like, well, why do you think that I would be a sugar mama? I was like, because you're older than him. Maybe that's why Johan keeps, I mean, maybe that's why Johan is acting the way he is, because maybe he met her on the app and she just don't want to be honest. I mean, who yeah, in her right mind would want to be with Danielle? But I know we're on a different, we're on a different show, but just saying, okay? But Chantel, I mean, Chantel's a beautiful girl. You know, she's mm -hmm. she's a beautiful girl. I mean, who wouldn't want to be with her? So, so like um, Yara, who wouldn't want to be with Yara? She's a beautiful woman right. too. So, I mean, go figure. Yeah, Chantel didn't right, so make it any different. That's a perfect example right there. I hope Lydia's watching Yara with her super faithful, rich American husband to see how yeah. much cooks and cleans and treats her so good and. He's not even home to help raise the freaking baby he made. So yeah, half the year, half man. the year, he's not even present yep. in their marriage. And she's like, oh, Americans, they're just so great and faithful. And I'm like, Google our divorce rate and then get she's back. Gonna, she's going to say what she needs to say or what she thinks she needs to say just to be able to reel in the, the American dollar. Get down, watch the damn show. Look at Big Ed. Look at <laughs> I mean, I'm in the right I want to look at Big Ed. God. So don't okay, let's talk about, there because I'm gonna have to bring up the flower on the table. No, 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 no. Let's talk about the yard sale because you know divorce is new for me. I've never been married in my life, so it was interesting to me to watch Chantel and Kieran sell Pedro's clothes and his property. Like this is weird to me because in a civilized um, divorce, you would just take all of your stuff. But it's like when, when, when these marriages end and it's on such bad terms, you don't want to do anything helpful to the other person. Because I was like literally selling his t-shirt, selling his hat, selling his shoes. This is really petty. Because if they're shocked by that, and the only thing I'm shocked by is why didn't they burn it? Like, I would have burned it. 
put the ashes in a bag and said, here's your shit. <laughs> See, this is the, this is why I don't want to get married because I don't want anyone to hate me that much. And I know it doesn't start out that way, but it tends to end that way for a lot of people. And it's like, you're the hate. You're not a piece of shit. There's such a, Whoa. I mean, if you were a piece of shit, you'd have it coming. This guy is a piece of shit and he has it coming. That's true. That's true. He he definitely treated her horribly. And Karen got the last laugh because did you hear him say that he loved the gaming chair equally? That yeah. he loved Chantel? That just we shows all know that. right That's then. A lot. Right, like that shows you right then that this was never a real marriage because you can't love an inanimate ab object more than the person that you're married to that brought you to the to the US who gave you all of these opportunities who s gave you everything and i hate saying that cuz you know how i feel about the compromising thing but she really did give him everything because yeah. she would she showed back um videos of her when she was going to work and taking care of them and he was playing video games like she really did give him everything right like he didn't have to lift a finger that he didn't want to lift she gave him the type of life you know, that a lot of men dream of. Yeah. A lot of men dream of having an educated, beautiful, intelligent wife who brings home so much money that you don't have to work if you don't want to. That's a dream. It's not a real thing. That's what people dream about at night. And that's what he had. Yeah. All she wanted to do is have your baby and have a happy life. Yeah, she didn't ask for much. No. She asked for a baby, which he refused to give her because I think we discussed before, it would have made the divorce much more complicated. Yeah. Um, because a baby there's like spousal support, there's child support. You can't really break free from that yeah. person with a baby. You always are gonna be linked. And I think he wants to forget about her like she never existed. And yeah. oh, so she is selling the house and she's gonna give 25,000, not give, but the commission on the house is $25,000 to the realtor and he's a realtor. So I wanted to get your opinions on that. If you, if you could see the paperwork um, and Pedro could not hide any of the money. Would you consider taking the twelve thousand five hundred no. more? No, or no because he would figure out a way to steal the money. So you believe there's even with paperwork, it would still be forged. Yeah, and even if he didn't, that's a whole nother sale under his belt, helping his career. I ain't helping you in any way. Like you can eat a bag of dicks, a whole bag. <laughs> I'm not helping you. But it's twelve thousand. $1,500, like, so that doesn't matter. No. So it does, because I don't know, because when I was thinking about it, I was like, they're literally going to hand 12500 each to a stranger. And I was like, I don't know. I kind of feel like if I could see the paperwork and I could have somebody look over it and make sure it's real, I might be okay with taking the extra $12,000. No. So y'all are like, no chance. No, no. no. So an additional $12,500 for Pedro. I would spend $12,500 to make sure he didn't get any more. Really? I would take the lowest offer on the house to make sure he didn't get any more. I would forfeit my money to make sure he didn't get any more. I would take everything from this piece of shit that I could take. See, this is crazy. I don't know. Like, I felt like I felt like I was being logical. But I guess when in the divorce, you can't be logical because logic has went out the window when the person decided to shit all yeah. over you, right? I feel like that's when logic went out of play because at this point, everything that he's done to her, she looks at it as $12,500 in your pocket. I'd rather take the $12,500 and set it on fire. I feel yeah. like that's how Chantel really feels. That's She's like, before I would give you money at all, I would burn it because yeah. you would take it, you give it to your mom. like. She wants literally nothing to do with him. Selling that game chair. Did you see that TLC tweeted out last night that the game chair cost between three and four hundred dollars? Who's paying that much for a gaming chair? What the hell is going on? Can't tell while she's at work, Pedro's buying it with her money. Right? Like who's doing Yeah, and, uh, and then Mama Karen gonna sell it for a dollar. That's <laughs> awesome. She sold it for a dollar and it was she could have probably got fifty. I mean, if somebody paid three or four hundred dollars. But it was the principle of yeah. saying that it's worthless to me because you're worthless to us. There was a principle. And I did like how Kieran is definitely starting to fight in Chantel's place. Because we know Chantel's not a fighter. She's not going to go out and fight for herself. She's, she's a lover. She's not a fighter. She's not a confrontational person either. She avoids all of those type of situations. So Miss Kieran is like, look, 
I need to get my hands dirty. I will take care of this dude myself. She was doing her, um, what was she doing? Like Taekwondo. And she was like, look, I'm not violent. You mess with my kids. You know, she was like, I might drop kick you and hit you in the throat. And I, I get that, you know, she's watching her child get lied to, mistreated, manipulated, used, frauded. There's only so much you can take, right? Mm -hmm. Like when things like that happen to my friends, I get pissed off for my friends. And those aren't even like, they're not related to me. They're just my friends. So I can only imagine what it's like of all these years. And she's always been telling her, I don't like this dude. I don't like this dude. I think he's, I think he's shady. I don't like him. I don't like his family. There's something about him. So now that she finally, they're on the same page, she's even more worried about making him pay. Yeah. And I was like, so, oh, how do you guys feel about the fact that he is going to get away scot-free? Because if he gets this divorce and they get everything 50-50 and he gets to walk away, and that's what Kieran wants to avoid. She wants to make sure that he doesn't just get away with it. So how do you guys feel about the idea of Pedro having to pay for what he did? Because I know in a lot of divorces, a lot of people, they do get to walk away scot-free. They sign the paperwork, the, the settlement is the settlement, and it is what it is. So how do you feel about a, a punishment for him? I, I hope he gets deported as punishment. Yeah, so, so yeah. I'm, in the, I'm in the same boat as Cara. And if he does, if he don't get deported, and if he doesn't lose his papers, then I think he needs to pay Chantel um, alimony. Yep. And that what you call it? Oh, alimony. So since they didn't discuss alimony, well, they didn't discuss it on TV. Can you go back afterward and request it, or once the paperwork is signed, is it just done? Once it's done, it's done. Because she never requested spousal support or alimony. Did you notice that? And he yeah. is making money now. He's selling houses. One house is $25,000 commission. And he, I remember, I followed, I, we follow each other on Instagram. And Pedro, for like a year ago, was posting, I sold the house two and three times a month. But I don't know how alimony works if that person is financially responsible for you. So if, oh, so if my husband was financially responsible for me because I came to this country, he's responsible for me. And then... He divorced me. I don't think he can ask me for alimony. She could ask him though, right? Well, I, I don't well probably not. I mean, probably not because she's supposed to be taking care of him financially for yeah, 10 years. But, but he's making, I don't know. I don't want to say he's making more than her, but he sells houses pretty frequently. And if he's getting $25,000, $30,000 per house, it's possible he's making more. So technically he would need to, give her support how is he making 25 and thirty thousand dollars per house but that's that don't make she sense. Still, she's still financially responsible for him so i don't think it matters yeah. what it takes. that doesn't she seem fair it doesn't that doesn't seem fair but i because I like when he said that she was stealing all of his money i was like if you're you have your own career and you're you're selling houses and I, I know real estate agents aren't rich but they're definitely not broke six percent right. commission sounds really low but when you're selling a four hundred thousand dollar house and you could sell a couple of those in a month i mean good real estate agents sell more than that mm -hmm. you're making good money yep. so the fact that he just gets to keep that because they were married while he was making this money wouldn't this be a marital debt like a marital income how does that work i mean i would think also such a different circumstance where she's financially responsible for him so i really don't know how that aspect of it works right well i think in the normal situation the person that you're that you're responsible for usually never makes that much money yeah. usually yeah. they're always so dependent on you you wouldn't have they, you wouldn't have anything to ask them to give you they wouldn't yeah. have anything but it's really interesting because in this situation you know he's driving like that audi he's driving that's a $50,000 car. Yeah. So he has money. So the fact that he really is walking away scot-free and he gets to keep all of this money that he made while they were married, that also is questionable to me because technically, once you're married, from the day you get married to the day you divorce, any, married, any money you accumulate, that's supposed to be split too, right? I would think, but I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. I don't either. You know what? I have no clue. But I what, I, what I'm what I'm what I'm confused about is if he was in real estate making all this money, and she's a nurse or working at the hospital or something, but she's a nurse making a lot of money. 
why is it that they only had $275,000 in the bank? In the joint account. It's very possible, because I was thinking that as well. It's very possible that Chantel has accounts that he didn't know about. Yeah. Now, because I know a lot of people that have joint accounts have told me they put um, all the bill money in the joint account and then anything above that, they keep in their own separate accounts. Have y'all heard of stuff like that before? Yeah. Yeah, so like the mortgage will go in the joint account, the car note, light bill, like any any bills that you accumulate together that you pay it out of the joint account and then- Yeah, but whether it's a joint account or not, even if you had that account before you got married, once you get married, that money belongs to your spouse. Half of it. Yeah, everything's 50-50. Well, everything. Yeah. And I, I understand that they didn't have to discuss the whole terms of the agreement on TV. It's very possible that they did discuss the money in the accounts and stuff, and we just don't get to know. We don't get to know everything. Like, this is their life. We don't get to know every single aspect. But it just seems like the $265,000 is the only thing they brought up, but that's what that was brought up last season. But I yeah. would assume that he, he's made that again by now, selling houses. So you would think that it would be more money that they're questioning. And if he's selling if he's selling houses and everything, I feel like Chantel should be entitled, just like he's entitled to half of that 265. Because I didn't Miss Karen say that that 265 was from an inheritance from Chantel's side of the family. So he's entitled to her inheritance, but she's not entitled to half of his money that he made selling houses. That doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, I don't know. It's a totally, weird situation. Yeah, I totally understand why Chantel is so hurt and angry because she really is getting screwed left and right in this divorce. It's clear who's getting the, the best end of the bargain and who's getting the shitty end of the bargain. It's very, very clear just from the outside looking in. Chantel gave, 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 and Pedro gets to take, take, take. He doesn't have to compromise anything. All his money is his money. He's buying, he bought a brand new car. He's living his life. He's doing whatever he wants. The only person affected by this divorce really is Chantel. So Pedro's estimated net worth is one and a half million dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. How much is Chantel? Curious. How is Chantel worth? Well, Judy, from what I was told, it doesn't even matter if you put your inheritance in the joint account or not. Since you're married, that half of your inheritance without a prenuptial agreement <laughs> would still be your spouse's. That's why I'm so against marriage or marriage without a prenup, because I feel like it's not fair. The way that they divide money and stuff, it's not fair. Hers is also around one and a half million. See, they're, they're worth the same. So I feel like there should be more money divided between, like if he made half, one and a half million dollars and so did she, then they should split it down the middle. Yeah. So, because he's walking away with all his money. I feel like he should have to give her 1.25 million of his one and a half million dollars. Whoa, really? Absolutely. What, like, I think like he should. I would car or either um, be made to where he has to hand everything over to her. Well, I mean, everything I that he made. Pass back to the DR. That's all he deserves. Just enough to get back. Enough for a plane all, ticket. All that he made was in part made possible by Chantal. Period. Like, and I hate to say that, but like, he didn't go to college, you know, he just went to get his um, real estate license, which I think is like a six week process, right? It's not that long. And it's not even that expensive. It's like, I think less than a thousand dollars from start to finish. So all of the things that was made possible in his life, she helped him. So I do feel like leaving this marriage, he needs to repay her for all the money and all the, the help that she gave him. And I know I'm not a judge, I don't know how that works. But I just feel like he's walking away with more than she gets to walk away with. Yeah. If I were Chantel, because Chantel and her family, they can afford good lawyers. I would have took him to the court and I would have made him pay me alimony. I would have um, made him pay me, um, what, what do you call it? Like um, for like mental mental and emotional abuse. What do you call that? Like. Oh, you mean um, emotional distress? Yeah. Yeah, like, I guess that's what you call it. I mean, I would have took him to the freaking cleaners. They ain't no way possible. That man would get half of nothing. Well, the family was really shocked, too, when they heard. They were like, you're giving him half of everything? They were like, well, Karen was like, he gets nothing. 
Like she yeah. was like, he should be. He's lucky that we don't have him deported. Like Karen was just like, you get nothing. You lucky if we let you stay. Like that's how Karen felt. She was just like, the fact that we might let you stay, lucky you. But yeah. I don't know. A lot of people say fifty fifty is standard. I don't know how standard works when one person is doing all of the contributing. Like how does that work? Fifty fifty doesn't seem fair when you have one main provider and then one person who's taking. I don't know. Fifty fifty don't seem fair to me. Yeah. Like. I agree. Okay, so say say that Johan and Danielle get divorced. Johan is going to ask for fifty percent. Would it be fair to give Johan fifty percent when Danielle was basically paying for a lot? Absolutely, because Johan did all the suffering. So pain and suffering factors into the amounts you get in the end. Absolutely, he was promised the world and given shit in a bag. So wait, wait, wait. can we say? that Johan's marriage was fraud because he was told he was going to move to America and get a green card, and he wasn't. And he, he can prove it because it was filmed, her saying it. Yeah, that would constitute as fraud because that was a promise made to him upon him saying, I do, yep. that he was going to move to America and get a green card. So I feel like if he really wanted to get an annulment, I mean, but can he get her deported? Is can, I, I would think He can, right? I think he can get Danielle deported. Because that's not her home country. Like technically, if he wanted to be dirty, he could prove that she frauded him. That was yeah. definitely fraudulent because she made a promise to him saying where he was gonna live, he was gonna be allowed to live in America, get a green card and make a living wage. Yeah. That was a promise. And the marriage was based on that. He said I do based on that promise. And then she took it back after he said I do. That is most I don't if that's not fraud, I need to go back to school for criminal justice because I'm pretty sure that's what fraud is. It was a trick. Transactional relationship, and she failed her part of the transaction. Right, exactly. She promised a financial gain for him. It was like yeah. you say, it was basically a business transaction. Yeah. She promised that this investment was going to pay off on his end, and it didn't. She was like, "Well, I'm going to move you here, and you're going to be able to go from making like 90 cents an hour to 20 dollars an hour." Yeah. And in his mind, that was enough for him to say, "I'll say I do." That sounds amazing. I could. That would turn my life around. Even though. I hate to break it to people. Even $20 an hour in America, it ain't that great. Like, it sounds really good, but then when you get here yeah. and you see that they're charging us $7 a gallon for gas, it's not really that great. Right. It's not, <laughs> uh, like, it sounds amazing when you're coming from a country where, you know, they charge, they pay you like 70 cents a day. Yeah. You know, like, when you're coming from somewhere like that, they're like, they pay people 20 something dollars an hour. Mm -hmm. Like, it sounds great. And then once you get here and then the government takes 25% out of it and then your rent's 55% of it. It's not all that, yeah. you know, but I totally understand why he would have said I do to somebody like that, because that promise for someone coming from that country, the DR, just like for Pedro, that's a big promise. And look, if if Johan would have came over here, he probably would be in Pedro's shoes right now. Yeah. Because that's the opportunity. If you want it bad enough and you're willing to work for it, it is a good opportunity, because I tell people all the time, immigrants come over here and sometimes they make a better um situation out of being an american citizen than we do because they understand what it's like to struggle and they know how important it is to work hard for that payoff they come over here and they make a they make really good money really good decisions and sometimes they make better make a better life over here than we do over here so right. but promising that to somebody who really wants it i feel like johan would have came over here and really worked because i feel yep. like so Pedro, was that really a, a legit marriage or was that I'm hearing that's a business negotiation. Yeah, yeah, it sounded more like a business negotiation. And I feel like it would be easier to prove fraud on that. I feel like with Chantel and Pedro, it's going to be a lot harder to prove fraud because they were married for seven years and they were intimate for seven years. And I don't know, it's just going to be hard because cheating doesn't constitute fraud. Like we would have to, there would have to be something that he promised to, to Chantel or vice versa that they didn't they didn't come through on and just him saying i'll love you forever that's not fraud lots of people lie right. and say that you know like you yeah. can't if a guy says i'll love you forever and then he marries somebody else even though that's a lie and it's fraud the law doesn't look at it as fraud right it just looks at it as a lie but, but they like we said they do have the money for a good attorney they do have the money for the private investigator they're gonna find some shit, hopefully i yeah. think they do i think they do <clears throat> I feel like they're going to figure out what he was up to. I think.
I think and, oh. they do because, um, you know, you, we see Chantel going to the DR and some Pedro did, just to admit what he did. Yeah. Well, yeah. I could be wrong, but. They're going to send some sort of um death package to their house. Did you see that? Yeah. Guys, let me tell you something. That is not witchcraft. No. That's not witchcraft. I done told y'all. Y'all want to see real witch stuff? Come to Georgia. <laughs> no. I'm oh, good. What was what was that that they sent them? What would that constitute as? Just something to freak them out, you know? Yeah. What was it? Black roses and I think I seen black roses and look like a coffin lot thing in there. That's yeah. not witchcraft. Typical shit you give an American for Valentine's yeah. Day. <laughs> like. <laughs> You can go to, what do you call that? Spencer's, and you can get the stuff in Spencer's. I mean, that's not yeah. witchcraft. Yeah. But it's interesting that they're threatening her because that must, I think you're right, Kara, they found something, and now they're scared because they're, okay. they're now sending threats, like, leave us alone, leave Pedro alone. This is, um, yeah. it's cutting a hole in our plan. You know, this is going to make things difficult for us. So Karima has reemerged. Everyone knows Karima from, um, the se a few seasons back where, I don't know, maybe three seasons back, he was over there in the DR and they were dancing and they got a little too close. Um, Chantel was not present in the DR, but she was shown the video by Nicole, Snake Nicole. She showed her the video like, oh, look at your husband. He's dancing all on this girl. So Karima's reemerged and she seems really interested. And I think a lot of people have been saying all along that she's always been trying to sleep with a married man, right? Like everybody has said that it seems very obvious that him being married didn't bother her at all. Yeah. We all know that Pedro and Karima had a thing going on. We all know. So you think yep. that video we saw wasn't all of it? You think they were actually intimate together? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean. Wow. Okay. I mean, she, she's pretty, but she's not <laughs> no. She's not no Chantel. Like, I don't, if, I don't know, like, I look at it as if I was with Chantel, why would I need to cheat? Yeah. Because when you cheat, you cheat off, like right? With Yara, why do you go to a strip club? Right. Because you're a right. He has, a, like, I won't even want to put Yara in the category of a shiver. He has, like, a, a beautiful actress, model, caliber wife. And I feel like that was the same with Chantel. It's like, so if you have that at home, it really has to be some sort of addiction that you suffer yep. for because you can't do better. So you're yep. literally cheating down. So it has to be some yeah. sort of addiction. Just... I don't know. I hope he goes home. That's all I can say. I hope Scott beats <laughs> his Well, next week, home. Scott's arriving in the DR to have a conversation with um, Lydia. And Nicole has filled Pedro in on all the things that happened while he was there the first time around. So we're going to see how that goes. And we're going to see a little bit more of the private investigator situation between them. And then, oh, yeah, the rest of the selling of the house, because Chantel's standing her ground. She's going to take that $12,500 and she's going to burn it. She's not going to let him sell the house. She doesn't want him to come off any richer than he can't than he has to. Nope ending this marriage. And I kind of understand that because at first I was like, man, it is kind of petty because that's more money in both of their pockets. But at this point, she would rather lose the money instead of him getting it. So I kind of understand because at this point, when someone has used you and done you so wrong and hung you out to dry like you were garbage, the last thing you want to do is do something to help them financially. Yep. That's literally the absolute last thing you want to do. Because at first I was like... Can we talk about um, because we're forgetting about talking about something. How Lydia and Nicole was whenever he gets to the DR. How Nicole was saying that the witch is finally gone, and Lydia talking about now he can um taste other women's yeah yeah I, I didn't under cookie yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was weird to me. And then the sister and mom were encouraging they're like i hope he just you know has as many experiences with as many women as possible and you know it was a very interesting conversation i don't i've never really heard mothers talk about their sons that way you know saying also, that 
Why was Nicole talking about Chantel's ass and saying how it's Black. long and watery? Yeah, like, yeah I don't know. Face, girl. Look at your face. You have no room to talk about anybody else's ass when but, your face needs. Also, take but the does, and braces off. But does Nicole have an ass? Like, like you no. can't be like she is the ass <laughs> and why are you wearing braces for 33 years that's not necessary oh my god even karima's yeah. braces even karima's braces were out already nicole's were still in you're right they were in there for a long time yet they had to be really crooked really crooked for those hey also is nicole still doing the beauty pageant stuff we never heard anything else about that what? i was just curious she would take her She's she so did. freaking gross. <laughs> she did the one um in the DR, remember? And she did. And she did. And she lost. Yeah. And she lost like she should have. <laughs> I think she placed, you know, like a participation place. I think like she placed. Thirty-first <laughs> out of thirty. Out of like three hundred and something, <laughs> she was. She was up. She she get up. She placed. They had to give her something because she's in the show, so they had to give her some kind of placement. But in all honesty, if them cameras was not rolling, that they probably would have kicked that girl off the stage. They gave her a coupon, twenty five percent off brace removal. <laughs> that's that's funny. That's funny. Okay, okay. So um, this episode, this was episode two. So there's four more to go in the final chapter um of the family Chantel. I heard from a bird that Chantel is gonna pop up again on another show before the end of the year. So everybody pay close attention to that. And I think you'll be really happy where you see her. I don't yeah. know about the rest of the family. Like, I don't know if we're going to get Karen and Thomas and River and Winter. Like, I don't know what's Oh, wherever Chantel is, we're getting the whole fam family. I hope so. I really hope so. Because I feel like the whole, they, they're, they're a package deal. Yeah. I love Chantel, but I also love her with her family. So it'll be weird watching her on a show by herself. So, yeah. All right, guys. So, that's it for this episode. Thanks for joining us. Um, make sure you're following my co-hosts, Kara and Didi, and make sure you're following me on all social media platforms at GeorgeMossy, GeorgeMossy.com. Anywhere you get your podcast, type in The George Mossy Show. We will be back on Sunday to discuss Night Day Fiance, the OG season, um, episode seven. Correct? Yeah, seven. And then after that, we'll be back for the other way for episode 20. Yep. 20 on Monday. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Everybody have an excellent night. We'll talk to you all really soon. Oh, and we're going to talk about Scott's um, breakup with Sandra on the next podcast. So don't think we haven't forgot about that. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys really soon. <laughs> See you Sunday. Bye. Bye. Bye.